0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, located in the city of Middletown, New York. Today's message will be brought to you by our guest speaker, the pastor Shadrach Machua, all the way from South Africa. Each week, we stream our live recorded services to encourage, build up, and edify our listening audience. Our aim is to share with you the uncompromised and infallible word of the living God. Our prayer is that today's message will draw you closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And now, here is Pastor Shadrach with today's word.
1: I want to thank the Lord for what He has done and what He is doing in my life. Amen. I wasn't supposed to be here this morning if the devil had his way. But um, God had different plans. So um, I might disappoint you all today because you thought that I came here to preach. But um, it was only this morning that the Spirit of the Lord told me that you're not going to preach, but you're going to prophesy. You're going to prophesy and you're going to witness. And that's exactly why The devil was chasing you all week. The devil wanted to take you down even as recent as last night. I wrestled with the demon all night long. Because he didn't want me to be here. There is a word for somebody today. Today. And even now, as I stand here and speak to you, there is an anointing in this house, an anointing for deliverance. There is an anointing in this place, an anointing for repentance. And I'm talking to someone. And I pray to God that I can preach this message because I already feel that the Holy Spirit is going to run away with it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Can I just announce to you as of right now that there's a glory in this place? And even as I stand here in front of you, I'm praying, Lord, help me to deliver this message. You know why? Because there's something that's sitting on me right now that's so way powerful. Oh, Jesus. Rama Shakaya Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah.
1: I'm just going to flow with what he's telling me to do. (laughs) And I want to say, Pastor, I want to thank you. Do you know why I want to thank you? You thought that you had found you a girl that you was going to marry, a woman that was you was going to marry, and you thought it was of you, but it wasn't of you. And I'm, I'm, I, I gotta tell you, I thank God. Oh, is yes, somebody saying when is he gonna preach? I, I'm preaching already. <laughs> I'm preaching already. Woo! I feel the Lord. Let me, let me just, let me, I'll I'll come back to you. The, 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 the prophetess of the house, my sister right here, uh, it was last week or the other week, she was here and she spoke some things. That blessed me so much. And I said, you know, when and and then we started greeting each other, and I met her at the back there, and I said, Pastor, thank you, you know, because of what you said. And I'll give you a reminder real quick, and I'm not going to say the whole thing. What she had said was she was speaking, uh, she was uh, releasing a word over her son, Right, And uh, when, as soon as she spoke that, I said, oh yeah, I, I, I did say that Lord some time back. And she has just came back again to confirm this word. And as soon as she said it, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me, of the sons that he, she was talking about, um. AJ, and this, you see this beautiful couple here, I'm just going to release. <laughs> Woo! And she said, it's going to be sons. And as soon as she said that, the Lord, Spirit of the Lord came to me and he said, she said, um, i i i saw I saw the two boys walking, and one of them there was a scripture that was slapped on his back, and the scripture was like those men that who have turned the world upside down I hear also <laughs> as they walked the two of them and i and and in and in, 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 um uh, I think what I said, what I said what I said to you, I, I don't think you heard me clearly, but I'm just saying this to say I'm standing on my word. Because it is the word of the Lord. We're gonna we're gonna come from uh first Peter chapter one verses one to nine. First Peter chapter one verses one tonight. Pastor I didn't forget you and um Brother Allen, can you run by here real quick? Run by here real quick. Run by here real quick. <laughs> Can you read? Can you read those scriptures? 1 Peter 1
2: this is, uh, verses 1 to 9. I'm about to read. Yeah, yeah, you have that on 2 Thessalonians. Want me to read it from my Bible? Yeah. Okay. All right, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. I'm reading from the New American Standard. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received the faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control. And in your self-control, perseverance. And in your perseverance, godliness. And in your godliness, brotherly kindness. And in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you either neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins.
1: Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You may take our seats. The young man in the blue shirt, uh, right behind Sophia, the young man yeah, right you. Can you stand up? Yeah, I'm talking to you. So hear the lord the word of the Lord. Um I'm just gonna jump too much detail. But oh first first Peter. Oh, it's first Peter. First Peter just we, we got it. We got it. First Peter. So so the, hear the word of the Lord. I was minding my business in my, at my house, and um, the Lord picked me up and brought me here. And as I came here, Pastor was in the front, and he called me up. And when he called me up, I stood right over there, and I saw you walk from back there, and you sat in the front. So I said, I said to the Lord, I said, what is that? And he said to me, can you talk to this young man and tell him that going forward it's no longer church as usual for you? It's no longer business as usual. you got to have to step up and be a Berean. The scripture, that scripture there says that... Uh, and, and, and these were of a more noble character because they searched the Scriptures. So, I'm just releasing it for you that you know that's what the Lord is saying to take, take your seat. And so, Pastor, yes, I thank you because you went after this young lady because... And, 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 and this is how the Lord told me, I got to say it, because you made good because you married your wife. Do you know that you can marry a wife who is not your wife? You can marry somebody who is supposed to be married to somebody. And when you do that, everything will be so jacked up that when you want to... So, So I'm saying, when you rushed over and followed him, you thought it was you. It was God. It was God because he was setting you up. And I just want to say this, that God bless you for your consistency. For the 14, 15 years and counting that you you listened to God and and did what he said do, you wouldn't have, you would be in a horrible struggle if she wasn't your wife. But because she is your wife, she stands by you and you are one with one vision. You could be married to some truck driver's wife. (laughs) So, young men and young ladies in here, be prayed up so that you got to get to a place where you marry your wife, not somebody's wife. You end up marrying uh, a builder's wife. When you're supposed to marry a pastor's wife, yeah. hey. you know what? I'm gonna just leave it there. Just gonna leave it there. So, uh, this morning, I'm just gonna talk to you about putting um, putting things into perspective because we gotta do. We gotta put things into pers- perspective every time. Once in a while, we have to. Sometimes when we get uh, life is so topsy-turvy we don't know whether we're going or coming back and you got to stop at some point and say you know what I got to I got to really look reflect and see put things into perspective right So um, here's, here, here here we go on November 17 2021 the state department of the United States of America, removed Nigeria from its list of countries of particular concern. That is nations which engage in or tolerate violations of religious freedom. It did this despite several human rights organizations characterizing the persecution meted out in Nigerian Christians as genocide just last week. Some gunmen walked up to some church and killed uh, over 50 people. Christians just killed them. Um, You get to see where I'm going with this. So, Barack Obama, when he was in the office, um, he removed Nigeria from from being a, a, a country of particular concern. And what this means is countries that um, are where Christians are in danger and they're getting killed. But he removed that country, meaning we don't, we, it doesn't need to be monitored. They can do what, what they can do. And what they can do is they're killing Christians. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This might, when we are here in the United States, this might... You know, somebody would say, you know, what What, what do I care? I'm, I'm here in the United States. This is Nigeria. But I, I used to be like that myself. I used to be like that. How? Um, I used to be a person who didn't care about, you know, when, pe- when I hear people die, I didn't care. Oh, yes, somebody died, so what? You know, I, I, it didn't mean, mean anything to me. Um, I was so insensitive about it growing up. I would see my, my grandmothers go, you know, to a f- uh, funeral three days, and they come back up, will they like, "What? What did I Until he came home. My dad died. And I, it was such a serious impact, like, you know what? And after my dad died, I'm just trying to get, to get over that. My brother was murdered the same year. And when my brother got murdered, I'm trying to go through that. I got twins, a boy and a girl. My twin daughter died, and you know, and I went. I'm coming. I'm coming um, from church, and I'm going through this motion. I'm like, God, what is happening? You gotta help me put things into perspective. And as I cross the street, I'm trying to walk around to the front of the building. I, I, I heard my name being called, like in clear, broad daylight sky. And I heard my name, Shadrach. And I said, what? And I looked. It was so uh, loud. So in front of me, there was um, uh, uh, a basketball, you know, a place where kids. So I looked at the boys who was playing in the uh, basketball. And I was like, did they hear what I just, my name being called? Because it was so loud. So I looked at them, and they just continued playing basketball. They, you know, like they didn't hear nothing. So I said, "What?" So I, I, I literally stood in the in the, in the street, and um, I heard the voice say, "Why, why are you still crying?" I said, oh, I, said oh, "I said, oh yeah, that's the Lord." He says, "He says to me, why are you still crying?" I said, "I said, you know what? My daughter, you know, it was my dad first, then it was." Um, uh, my my brother, and now it's my it's my daughter. You're gonna give me a break. So it was that night. Um, I heard Pastor, you were talking about little babies and stuff. It was that night I was visited, minding my business at home. I was visited by an angel, and he said to me, "You know, I'm gonna take you to a place." And I said, "Where?" Well, he says, "I'm gonna take. Just come." So I, I, we went, boom. And when we arrived, I saw literally thousands and thousands of little, little girls, babies, boys, and everything. They are playing. It was like a school. And I'm like, what is that? So he's standing there. He says to me, look over there. And I looked, and I don't see nothing. And he says, look again. And when I looked again, I saw my baby girl. And, she, you know, she was playing. You know, there was it, it, it looked like it just rained, and there was a pool of. She's playing, and, and and she was putting on a dress, the last dress I had bought her, like a wedding dress, and what and I. I she says, that, "That's your girl." So go back home and stop crying. And 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 you know, and I'm like, "Oh my God!" You know, my whole perspective changed, and I, I'm I'm just sharing this to say to you. I came here this morning to temper with your perspective. I want you to put things in the right place. Put things in order. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so, so Barack moved the Nigeria from a, a country of concern. And Trump came back in office and he returned Nigeria as a country of concern. I'm trying to show you there are forces that are working from behind. When you look and you just think that, oh, yes, yeah, people who love this, or it's people who die. Are you got to watch these people, what their policies are, and as to whether they are for God and against God. And I've always had a problem oh, with people who affiliate themselves with policies that are anti-God. Pastors too. What are you doing? These people sacrifice kids. How how do you uh, reconcile that position with you being a believer? Stop playing. Some people are going to be knocked off their high horses. And I'm talking about people sitting here in this house. You're gonna get knocked off your high horse and it's gonna to happen too, too, too soon. You know why? Because here's, here's what you think. You think that when you come to church, this here church, you did God a favor. <laughs> the people in here right now, they think that, oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I gotta, I did God a favor. You're not doing God no favor. You are doing yourself a favor. <laughs> God was speaking to me this morning. I'm going to try to get through this message. God help me. God was speaking to me this morning. And he said to me like, Stop! Because there's this room right here is full of people who have a multiple personal Disorders. I'm 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 just I'm just gonna say it. There's one person that you want people to believe that's who you are. And there's the other person who you really are. So that's a disorder right there. But God was speaking to me, and he said, Son. I need you to come in my presence as who you are. Stop with this fecking it until you make it. Be who you are. Be who you are. I told you I didn't come here to preach. Be who you are, people of God. Time is moving. If you are uh, 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 observant enough, you will see that days are going so fast like they never did sometime before. Way back in January, you'd be like, Christmas, when are we going to get Christmas? Now it's like January, Christmas. January Christmas. <laughs> January Christmas. Uh, um, uh, two, two weeks ago, it was my birthday. I'm, I'm like, am I all this? Fucking... All of this? Me? Time is going. So, so Trump put it there. Biden came in and he removed it. And you know what happened? giving access for people to be killed over there. And from that time ever since up to now, I'm so sensitive if I I hear that somebody died and everything. I'm so sorry with what happened to your family. God bless you, but don't worry. God has this. You hear what I'm saying? God has this. I'm sorry. So Peter, see, I, I'm, I'm just doing this. Peter was ministering at a time when the person who was the ruler was a madman. Peter and Paul, they were ministering at a time where it was all craziness. Claudius was the emperor. So Claudius went on and married a woman called Agrippina. Agrippina had a son. The husband died when Nero was two years old. So Agrippina marries Claudius. And then Agrippina says to Claudius, listen, can you make my son next to the throne? And of course, Claudius agreed. And at 17, Nero was emperor, was a Roman emperor. But that wasn't enough. Um, What happened is, uh, Agrippina uh, plotted to kill Claudius, and they killed his husband. And now this, Mother and son, and now they had to kill the other son, to get him out of the way. And, and, and he, he, you know, of course, he's killed his dad. And what happens now, this mother and son, so they started fighting for power. And Nero plotted to kill his mother. And he called him to his uh, state house for. He says, yeah, we want to honor you. So on the way coming, he had plotted with these people that you're going to sink the ship and, you know, but for some reason, she uh, escaped and couldn't be killed. But he sent his boys, like, wherever, just grab her and, and she died. Now Nero um, is by himself. He... Um, he kills another one again. He kills another um, another one from their, from their house. He's, he's, he's a killer. And he gets this woman called Octavia pregnant. And Octavia for some reason committed adultery somewhere and he beat uh, Octavia up, pregnant as he was until she died. And now Nero, uh, it is said in history that he bent down the city, Rome, and blamed it on the Christians. And went ahead and arrested all the Christians and burnt them alive. that was this is the guy who who killed who, who presided over the uh, slaughtering of peter and paul so peter was uh, paul was beheaded peter was hung upside down so i'm just saying this to say this is the time where peter comes to the scene and he is speaking at the tail end of his message And he's saying to, uh, when he begins, he says uh, to the strangers, he says, strangers of Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. You see, one thing that's happening here when you read the text, you find out that they are borrowing so much from the Old Testament because when they talk of the dispersion, they're talking about the Jews who were all over the, the, the world. But now we are in the New Testament. They're talking about the church scattered all over. There's the church here, in, uh, right here in Orange, uh, Orange County. There's the church here called Soul Peppers. There's churches wh- who worship God all over uh, the world. In Cape Town, uh, in Jamaica, Kingston, there's churches. So we are the dispersion. We are the diaspora. So he says strangers and you see th- th- this word in another version says pilgrims in another version it says aliens in another version it says sojourners what he's trying to say to you is that you are not of this world you are not of you are just but passing through you are strangers in this world you are here by passing through. So he um, when when he addresses the people, he says, strangers. And and he goes further. When he goes further, he, he speaks um, about the word, the first word he says, he says, elect. So Peter is speaking to these people at a time where they're going through their suffering. They're being killed, they're being dragged out of their houses for being. For being worshipers of God, they're being slaughtered. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They're being killed. They're being, like, you know, can you imagine setting up a fire and you tie a person there and just bend because of their faith? That's what's happening. But Peter now gets to the scene and says to them, You are the elect of God, you are chosen. I want you to understand that you are chosen of God. Even though whatever is going on, is going on. You are chosen. I want to say this morning that you are chosen, brothers and sisters. You are chosen in spite of the gas prices. You are chosen, the... um uh, COVID-19, you are still chosen. Monkey park. You are chosen. When, when God elected, he knew that you were going to be living through this period of time. When God chose you, and he says, the elect, you know, you have to know that there is a significance that God actually elected me to be one of his own it's very important and very significant so you got to understand someone this morning you have to understand that you are so important god elected you god chose you you are in the foreknow of god he says he he's chose by his foreknowledge you was in the mind of God. See, when, uh, when, when he speaks, Peter, when he speaks in the scripture, he speaks in what is called the middle voice. The middle voice, which means that the person, the principal, the subject, uh, is, uh, who is, is both the performer and the receiver. God chose you for him. It means that he is the agent and the receiver. God chose you for his kingdom. Um, and he knew, like, uh, what, whatever environment that you are in, he knows that you got the power to uh, handle whatever is coming uh, in your life. There are things that affect, like God's prize, they affect everybody. We wrestle with it. God knew that you're going to uh, you're gonna be able to handle it. Otherwise, you know, uh, you wouldn't be here. you will be able to, there is those problems that are just affect a whole bunch, a demographic. But then there's other problems that affect us even in our individual spaces. There is problems that affect us. There are things that you can't even tell somebody, things that when you go to your house, you just like, you know what? I, I, you know, I can't talk to nobody about this, but I, I'm just wrestling with this thing. You know, when people see you dressed up, you know, in a, in a two-piece and whatever, you know, you're trying to appear as if everything is okay, but you are struggling. You are fighting. But God um, God knew that you were going to be able to live in this time, and you are going to have the ability to be able to handle whatever is coming into your space, in your life. Do you know uh, when you you are told that this person is a builder, what they do is they build. When you're told that this person is a teacher, what they do is they teach. When you're told that this person is a bus driver, what they do, they drive buses. But now I just want to let you know that you are here in this environment, Whatever is happening, good or bad, I want to tell you that you are an overcomer. So what do overcomers do? Overcomers overcome. And when things come into your space, it is just God trying to activate the anointing in your life that you overcome. So you are here as an overcomer. And you are here, I want you to know that you are here as somebody who was elected by God, as somebody who was chosen. And whatever is going on with you is because of your chosenness. Because the hand of the Lord is on your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The hand of the Lord is on your life. And when you wake up in the morning, it's God saying, You have everything, baby. You have everything that you need to handle this day. You have everything that you need to function. You have everything that you need to do whatever you gotta do to make things happen. You have the anointing. When I created you, I gave you something that you can tap into that you can be able to handle anything that comes into your space because you are an overcomer. Uh, when he did it, it was with his foreknowledge or maybe uh, you are here and you don't even know why you are here. You are here because God elected you. He elected you because he expects you to come to a point when you can be able to worship him. He elected you that you can walk the way he expects you to walk. He elected you that you can talk the way that he expects you as a child of God to talk. He elected you that you can function and do everything that you are expected to do um, because he gave you uh, whatever you need to do what you need to do. So, what he did, he elected, and he said, God says that he took them and handed you over to the Holy Spirit. When you say, Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord and Savior, you, you, you got saved. That's positional sanctification. Did you just hear what I said? You, you, you Positional sanctification. Oh. Uh, you have been handed over to the Holy Spirit that he can work with you. And the Holy Spirit is going to work with you so that he can put you in a place of obedience. If you are here and you are always doing stuff the way you want to do it, you you don't care. I mean, you are on your high horse. You're getting ready to get into trouble in a minute. Because the Holy Spirit wants you to do things according to the government of the living God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit is working with you. John chapter 16, 13 says that, you know, and he, when he comes, the Spirit of truth, you will lead us into all the truth. And he's not going to talk about himself, but he's going to talk about whatever he hears the Father and son talking, so he's going to come and give you the information. And 1426, he will give you remembrance into all things, and he will lead you into the deeper things of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sanctification. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them through thy word. The word is truth. Right? The word is truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word is truth. So he's sanctifying you. So into obedience. So I have this coat in the house. And I was trying to, when it was winter, I was trying to put it on. And this time I put it on. I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, Take that off. And I, I, I'll put it back in the closet and I'll, I'll try again sometime. And when I come back from church, I'll be like, What's wrong with this coat? And I'll put it on. And I'll hear the, Lord, the Holy Spirit say, take, take it off. And I'll take it off. The next Sunday, I'll try it again. And I clearly hear the Spirit of the Lord say, Take it off. And three times it happened, I say, I might have to give this coat away. So, so you see, the the Holy Spirit works with you into unto obedience. You 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 can't be in church as a child of God and you're so disobedient. You're so rebellious. That doesn't work. You gotta be obedient to the Lord. I I used to do it a long time ago, coming, growing it took it took a lot for me to be able to do when the holy spirit says do that or say that i would argue i would analyze i would do this and that you know just so that i wouldn't do what the lord said me to do but you know but after that when i refused you would make me you would convict me and it would be so painful i would feel so sad and all of that and all of that but you see i i just came here this morning to show you, to t- talk to you about changing, putting things into perspective, putting things into perspective. Are you hearing what I am saying? So into obedience, and he says into uh, the sprinkling of the blood, and I'm saying, I'm saying this to say that the. Uh, whole, uh, the, the, the New Testament, you see, is borrowing a lot from the Old Testament because the New Testament uh, is, is, is actually the Old Testament uh, uh, revealed, and the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. So we, we here we talk about the sprinkling of the blood because in the Old Testament, that's what they did. They would kill animals and sprinkle. But in here, in the New Testament, it was Jesus Christ who went on the cross, and blood flowed. I, I, I just came here to tell you that blood flowed, and the blood that flowed, it is blood that purges our sins. It is blood that delivers us from evil. It is blood that speaks of better things than the blood of Abel. It is, it is blood that is getting ready to uh, put things into perspective for you. It is uh, the precious blood of the Lord. If you fall, and further down as we go, when you, fall, uh, when you hear what Peter is saying, he says, listen, unto uh, uh, these people, these people I'm talking about, these strangers, these, these pilgrims, these uh, aliens who are in the dispersion, Um, uh, I just want you to know this, that uh, when you are saved, when you uh, are sanctified by the Holy Spirit, um, I want you to know that when you're covered uh, by the blood, uh, that's how grace and peace is going to be multiplied to you. And I want you to know as you leave this place today, grace and peace is multiplied on your life grace and peace are you hearing what i'm saying grace and peace be multiplied on your life hallelujah so he goes further in the apostolic tradition he starts by blessing the lord he says he says here blessed be the lord of uh, our Father, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's that, you know, that's why that it, it reminds us that when, whatever we do, we, we have, you know, in the morning when you wake up, throw your hands up and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are people who wanted to uh, be up this morning, but they couldn't because they are gone. He begins by glorifying the Lord. He begins by blessing the Lord. He begins by praising God. He's just showing that, you know, before I even talk to you about whatever else that God did, I just want to begin to bless his name. I just want to begin to glorify his name. For he is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be glorified. He is worthy to be lifted up. You know, David says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. It was David who says, my soul shall Uh, make its boast in the Lord, the humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify. It was David who said that. Oh, magnify. But we're talking about us today so that we can be able to allow the Holy Spirit to put us in a place where we can say, you know what, I want to magnify the Lord. I want to bless the Lord. I I just want to lift him up. And he says, let us exalt his name together. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And uh, uh, when I, you see, when I think about myself going way back, you know, uh, I I, I think about the goodness of Jesus. And I'm like, oh my God, he brought me to this place, he brought me so far, you know, and and, and I just glory uh, in the Lord. And, you know, David knew this, and he goes on further to say, you know what, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And he goes on to talk about his abundant, the abundant messes. You know, God who has abundant messes. He goes on to talk about that, that God is a God who has abandoned messes. You know, his messes are so huge. And you have to understand that, that his messes are so huge. So you know what? We have to get into this habit where we thank God for even insignificant things, things that are so small that we take them for granted. When you wake up in the morning and you hit your feet on the the ground, you know, and, and you just begin to, Breathe freely, in and out, in and out. You got to thank God that, you know, God, you, you, you just gave me life again. God, I just uh, want to bless you for what you have uh, done. God, I just want to uh, bless you that I am here today. I can be able to function. I can use my limbs. God, just begin to uh, bless the Lord for what, he has done. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he, he goes on to speak about the resurrection. He speaks about the living hope. Uh, he's, he's coming down. He's saying, listen, you was given through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You was given a living hope hope you know it's not hope that's dead it's not it's it's not you you know it's a hope that's not in muhammad it's not hope that's in confucius it's not hope that are in any other dead thing but it's a living hope so every morning you wake up you know that you got a living hope it's a it's a living organism it's there in your life And because we have the reference, he says, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, that's our referral. Anything that's dead, I came here this morning to declare that anything that's dead in your life, you have the living hope that it can be resurrected. I don't know whether it's a relationship. It can be resurrected because I know there is evidence that Jesus was raised from the dead by the holy spirit i don't know if it's your finances they can flourish because there is a jesus christ who was raised from the dead there is a power which raised jesus christ from the dead and this power is right there for us today through the living hope that jesus was resurrected from the dead are you hearing what i'm saying Uh, Somebody say hallelujah. Praise be to God. We have a living hope that we can do whatever it is that we need to do because Christ was resurrected. And verse 4, when you go to verse 4, it says that all this that is happening, it is happening so that you can get to enjoy an inheritance that's incorruptible. It is an inheritance that's in heaven. And it's kept this, in, in, you know, this. He goes even to describe the inheritance, the inheritance that's for you and you and you and you. There is, see, this is an inheritance that no dealer can mess up with at the stock exchange. It's, it's, it's an inheritance that inflation can even touch. It's an inheritance, he says that inheritance incorruptible. It can, it can be corrupted. There is, a, there is a bank that's there that's specifically for you, for an inheritance. It's an inheritance that can be undefiled. It does not fade away. it's reserved for you in heaven. How do we know this? He says that who? We are kept, we are here because of his power, the power of God. This is what we're keeping, and he's keeping us so that we can be able to enjoy that inheritance. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The inheritance that's kept for us in heaven by the power of the living God through faith for salvation. And it says, Salvation that will show up at the end time. What he's saying is that when, when Jesus Christ appears, uh, that's the salvation that we are going to enjoy and we can take into uh, our inheritance That's in, uh, incorruptible. Uh, so verse 6, he goes on uh, to talk about, uh, you, you know, in this, in this, that he is saying the the inheritance, the the being elected, uh, the being uh, put uh, um, uh, with the Holy Spirit, so that the the Holy Spirit can work with us. That whole stuff that's happening, and uh, that the Holy Spirit will work with us and leave us in obedience. Uh, and that when we when we have gotten to obedience, what's going to happen is that. You know, we, um, we're going to be uh, prepared for uh, this, you know, progressive, you know, sanctification. And then when, when that happens, we are coming to a place where we're being told about our inheritance, right? We're being told about our inheritance, that we have uh, an inheritance in heaven. Uh, but he goes on to say, listen... But once all this is happening, you, you, you know you, you are going to go through um, a little for a little while. you' are going to go through problems. You're going to go through trials. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're going to go through trials. And, but you see, when you go through these trials, it's nothing that you're going to worry about. Are you hearing me, brothers and sisters? It's nothing that you're going to be worried about. Don't, don't worry. I'm gonna get you out. You know, in time. Um, it's, it, you know, uh, you, you, don't, you don't gotta worry about that. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna do it. So, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You can, you know, stop, stop, stop being a, like, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Work with me. Work with me. Work with me. Work with me. So the trials you're gonna have to endure. Trials. You're going to have to go through what you are going through uh, because when, when you have gotten through in a little while, when you have gotten through what you're going to get through, it's just a way of uh, trying your faith. Uh, uh, your faith has to be tested and once your faith has been tested, um, I, I don't know, am, am I in the right place right now? Uh, when your faith has been tested, it is so that when Jesus Christ comes, you can be able to raise your hands with power and begin to worship him because you have gone through something um, uh, of a testing, something of a, a trial. And, and, and here is, let me tell you th- this and say that there's, uh, there's a word that's used that when you go to the scripture that talks about um, um, uh, trials. There's a word they use, it's called po- poikolos. Poikolos means that the trials, Pastor, that are going to come your way, they are going to come in different sizes. They are going to come in different forms. They're going to come when you dance through. When you're going through something, something comes up. You know this is why in the Bible you hear David wrestled with the bears, and he wrestled with the tigers, and he wrestled with the lions, and it's, you can't wrestle with a lion. The way you wrestle with a bear, you get killed. You can wrestle with a tiger, the way you wrestle with a lion, you get, you, you get killed. So you see, the trials that are coming are going to be different in form, different in sizes, even in color. The word is pointless. You're gonna to have to deal with that. The reason why you are going through this, is because some people have it the reverse way. They say, you know what? I'm a child of God. So why am I going through this? Why as a child of God? No, you got to go through that because you are an overcomer. And I want to talk to some of you who want an anointing. An anointing is expensive, but I got to tell you. You will cry. You will you will be squeezed you will be crushed you will go through stuff you will be like oh my god and that's what listen see see the holy spirit god has a way i'm gonna wrap up in time don't worry god has a way when he is going to use you when he has his hand upon you you know he has a way so he has me in a place. God will put you in a place. Ah, Pastor Richie, we were talking. God will put you in a place. Coach Kianus. we were start talking. He will put you in a place because human beings want to be in charge. Brandon, you want to be in charge, right? By some time, he's going to pull you from that place where you think you are in charge because you want to minister to the Lord, right? You want to minister to the Lord, but God is not going to have you Minister to the Lord like that, AJ. He's going to pull you and put you in a place where you don't have no control, sir. You, you can't do nothing. You want to do something, but you cannot do it because you don't have no control. You desire something, but you can't you can do whatever you desire because you don't have no control. What God is basically doing, I want to talk to somebody even as I'm uh, going towards my first clause. Uh, God, God will have you in a place where you have no control, says uh, uh, Wilkinson you Can you stand up? Can you stand up, sir? He will get you in a place where you are not in charge of anything. But I know when I know a man, when I know myself, I want to be in charge. And you want to be in charge. But you circumstance you. Ah, you will be fallen, told into a place where you don't have, you, you have nothing, sir. You totally have nothing. And that God trying to teach you that when I, see, you only move when I speak. You only do things when I say something. You only, but I want to do this, but you don't have the capacity to do it. Just sit over there. I want to crush all your flesh. I want to crush all the, I can do this. I want to take it away. I want to remove everything until you get to be empty and you are nothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you get to that place, that's where God says, now you are a vessel. I'm going to use you. I'm going to take you to this place, to that place, to this. Thank you, says you can take your seat. So God does that and you will cry. But when he's doing that, that's the time that he is releasing an anointing in your life, that um, an anointing in your life, that you can be able to minister unto Him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so he says. He says, God will give me grace. I don't want to get beat up by nobody in here, but I know, I, I know there's security right there, Rodriguez. You see him. I wanna tell you guys, you can't touch me. You cannot touch me. There is Pastor Richie at the back there. I see my brother Mike over there sister. You cannot touch me. So just let me do what I gotta do, all right? Just let me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So God has you in that place. All oh, these young men, um, Keith, you know the deal. You really know the deal. I've spoken to you, and I'm speaking to you, and I'll continue to speak to you. Pastor was speaking about, who are you mentoring? Who are you talking to? You heard what I say? So that with things that happening, you'll be like, oh, what hit me? What's going on? Somebody's hitting me with some biscuits, you know, all that kind of stuff. Did you hear that? I I, I gotta say this, so uh, you know, um, you all don't you know try to, like like get him, get him, get him. You know, what, what, what is he talking about? So, you know, but you know what? I'm not even worried about that because, you know what? I have, I have, uh, I have uh, my cousins, Tito. Uh, I, 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 have, I have them. You know, they, they're waiting. You know, when I like call, like, yo, they're trying to get me. They'll come here rushing. P- Pookie. Pookie. For real, I, I, you know. Pookie, you know. They will come. Tattoo. So I want to read this scripture for you. I, um, I'm closing. Um, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust. Did you hear that? the just for the unjust. We are the unjust. Jesus Christ is the die- just. So he died for us. Are you hearing me? So that he might bring us. See, so what he's, di- what he's doing, the suffering, the dying, is that so that he bring us to. You know? Bring us to God. Um... um And it says, bring us to God, being put to death, check this out, I'm closing, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. So I just want to tell you that there are things in the kingdom of God, those who want to be ministers uh, and the children of God, I want to let you know, there are things that you cannot do when you have all flesh written all over you. It's not going to happen when you get into places that you are not supposed to be with your flesh. That's how people get hurt because they are not trained to be in that space. And you, 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 you end up being a son of Sceva, you are trying to perform spiritual things, but you are in the, you got to be in the spirit. That's what God was telling me. And I said, why are you doing this to me? He says, you know what? I want to kill everything, son. I want to kill everything. So, so, so it says here, 18, He says that being put to death in, this, in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. You got to be alive in the spirit. Are you hearing me? So, by whom? Now, by who? By whom? You see, he was alive in what? In the spirit. And he says, by whom? By whom what? By the spirit. He went now, went down to the uh, dark places. And he says, there he preached. So, he, he did not go there in his flesh. The flesh was killed, and then by the Spirit, 1 Peter 1, uh, uh, 1 Peter 1, 3 18. The flesh went to the dark places. That's what, you see, if if you want to move in the things of God, it's spiritual. No flesh. It's going to be spiritual. So that's going to die. So now he says, uh, 1 Peter 4, uh, 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 1, 1 Peter 4, 1. It says, says, therefore, Christ, since he suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself. That's a military term. Arm yourself. I want you to be in a place by the Spirit of the living God. Understand what happened on the cross because the flesh was crucified that Jesus can go on for his, the next stage of his assignment. Flesh gotta die. And this is the place where you come to get your flesh killed. One, two, three. One. When the pastor stands here day in, day out, he's trying to kill your flesh through the word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he says, I'm yourself. So what, what, what does it mean? So I have to have this mind that, you know what? I'm, I'm, I got to do this. I, I really have to have this gone if I'm going to perform the uh, uh, things of God. So what is this flesh that we are talking about? Galatians 5, 19 says, adultery. Gotta go. This is why you know you know what in in, in Africa you see when a demon is being cast out, you don't see too many people standing around there. They 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 run. I, I've experienced it. And I'm like, so why is elder story? why is you know what's happening? Because demons have a practice when you go there and you was you was trying to do something and last night you was like at another place. You told your wife you was going to for overtime and you was going to the small house. When you go there in the morning putting on a suit because you think you are some elder and you try to uh, cast the demon out, they laugh and they tell you off like, ha, 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 where was you last night? It has happened. I've seen it happening. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So adultery has to go. Did you hear that? Fornication has to go. Uncleanliness has to go. We're going to kill the flesh. Those who are sleeping, can you wake up please? We, we're finishing right now. Um, lewdness, yes. I, 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 I see you. I, I, I see you. I see you. Lewdness has to go. Idolatry. Has to go. So sorry. If I did, I come up about. Am I at your block now? If I left somebody out. So sorry. Hatred, murders, gotta go. Contentions, jealousies. Am I knocking at your door? Wrath, selfishness. Envy, all of that gotta go. If you are going to be used by God, all of that gotta go. I'm just gonna close with this word and say, you know, God bless you all for, you know, uh, uh, letting me uh, stand behind the sacred desk and minister to you. But I'm gonna close with this word, and this is the, something that God was saying. To me this morning, and he said, "Listen, stop this um, coming to me with like this this shopping uh, shopping list. Like, God, I want that. You know, I want. Can you do this for me? Can you? That's not what I'm here for. Uh, Stop. You know, like you know, religiously. You know, this is prayer time, and you just pray the same prayers every time. You know, there's nothing. There's no. You know, you every time you kneel down, you're praying uh, about yourself and your family. You you're not growing." You know, move on and, and being on. an intercessor. Oh, you gotta start praying cool. for other people. Yeah. You gotta, you know, just move, leave yourself outside the, the, the equation. So he says, you know, uh, and the, a word came to me, he says that prosukomae. Uh, prosukomaya means you are, you know, coming into the space of the chambers of God and you are, are facing God and, you know, it, it is supposed to be a conversation that you do daily, Paul says, that pray without ceasing. You go in the chambers of God and just be like, oh, you know, I I, I just came here, Lord. And don't go with this camouflage personality like, you know, I'm just going to show the Lord this is who I am. He knows everything. He knows who you are. He, He knows you're so jacked up. You can't do nothing about that to take it off yourself. So just go before him and say, you know what, Dad, I'm jacked up. I'm so messed up, but I just want to come to you, and so that you could help me, pro my and begin to just pray, pray to the Lord that you know you, you get to know Him. Pray to the Lord that you get to have a relationship with Him. Pray to the Lord that you you know He, he blesses you. Pray to the Lord that you you be the person who is going to cut off all the cases of your uh, dynasty, your ancestry. Pray to the Lord that He gets to use you. Pray to the Lord. The Bible says that the hand of the Lord was upon Joseph. Pray to the Lord that the hand of the Lord, whatever happens, you know, whatever you go through, you don't have to be messed up by anything because when the hand of the Lord is upon your life, you are okay. When you go through trouble, when the hand of the Lord is upon you, nothing, nothing has, you know, you don't have to worry about anything. The hand of the Lord is upon your life big be- why because you are a person who is wanting to have a relationship with the lord you really want to you know uh, pray and know him better and and have encounters you know you want to be able to say you know what i met with the lord are you hearing what i'm saying so there's somebody in here this morning uh you know i i, I stay when i started i said uh, as pastors coming up you, 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 you are one of them who cannot leave this place until you have repented.
0: We are so grateful to God for allowing us the opportunity to share this message with you. Thank you for listening. We want you to know that you are all in our constant prayers. If you have been blessed by today's program, why not consider partnering with us? To make a donation is easy. You can visit us online at www.specchurch.net or you can call us at 845-956-0133. Once again, that's www.specchurch.net or 845-956-0133. We invite you to worship with us one Sunday morning very soon. Thank you again for your prayers and support. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, and may he be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you.